Hello, one the Anthony. You are alone uh, today. I want to talk to you today about when you call yourself an expert or professional and what that really means, at least to me, and then what it should mean past that moment. When I have conversations with individuals talking about what I know a decent amount about, uh, I'd say the top couple things are management consulting. So, you know, house management work day-to-day with their people, which they should be trying to do to help them achieve the whys, you know, what is the goal management. The second thing I'd say, probably golf. I know quite a bit about golf, and that's funny because I don't even know that much about golf, but it's, I know enough to be able to teach anyone to get them at a solid rate, and after that, probably social media and actually getting in front of individuals. I have a, a decent span of, you know, the the generals and a little bit deeper into the technical side. There are things I don't know. There are things that I pay someone else to do for me, and I just create the the copy or the content, and I'm very willing to admit that. And because of that, for me, the, the term expert or professional master, I don't think I'll ever want to take any of those too seriously. And here's my argument why. Uh, there will never be a time where I know everything. There will always be the next thing, the next tool, the next process, the next angle to get at someone, even with management. And I've read, I'd say, a couple hundred books on the subject, and I still don't think I know that much. There's a lot of more different strategies. There's a lot more different effects on the human psyche between social contracts, all those different things. I, I will never know enough to comfortably say expert. And I think we all should take a sip of that because... When you start talking as if you're an expert, now it's ego and pride getting in the way, especially for individuals that haven't done much. And the people that I look at as professionals or experts is if they're able to sustain in an industry for longer than 20 years, that means for the first 20, they've kept it going for that long. So when you look at, let's do real estate for a good example, you have two groups in real estate right now. You have the five-year people that came in at, you know, 2012, 2013, when things started getting better after after 08, 09, and things started, you know, going back the other way. You also have people that have been in retail, uh, real estate for 25 years, and they've seen a lot more. And the difference is quite comical, the knowledge set between one and the other, but even then, there are tools and processes that they might not know about that the new age knows about, and they can get in front of people better. So now it's a process of age versus experience, or age experience versus uh, youth and technology, or utilization of technology in new ways. And then it's, okay, where where does the line meet? So as my tip of advice for both sides of this angle is, you know, for me being, I'm 25 right now, my advice is probably never excuse the possibility of working with someone that's been in the industry that I'm working in for a long time because I'm sure they have some tidbits of knowledge that I would not. And I'm not saying everyone with tenure has this knowledge. I'm saying the people that have shown excellent results for 20 years, even the last 15 years, it's just something completely different than someone saying they've read you know, a couple books on the subject and said, oh, I can do that. It's a very different thing. I've, I've managed, I've been managed, I've made mistakes in my management career, 
But at this point, I understand the the nuts and bolts of, okay, how do we get the most out of someone? And how do we do that in an empathetic way and a, a way in which they're happy with their employment and we're happy with them being employed? That's simply what it is. And on the, on the side of the older generations that are trying to work in this space now, be willing to become a practitioner of the new technology, of the new process. Don't don't push away YouTube and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those because you don't want to do it. They're required these days. If you want to do SEO for a website, it's required. If you want to get in front of more people online and actually create the relationships required to do business online, it's definitely required. Nothing has really changed. It's just the medium. It's all about relationships. It's all about communication. So on both sides, be willing to communicate more. If you're young, find some mentors. If you're old, find some younger mentors. But do not allow each other to be the professionals of that thing. Don't allow the older generation to have great on-the-phone skills versus you where you're kind of junky on the phone and you get all your leads through some sort of ad campaign. You know, Reach out to some groups once in a while. And on the same time, if you're in the older generation, don't be afraid to try some Facebook ads and learn how that works and see what whitelisting is on Instagram and how to create a funnel. There's definitely ways to attack both of these sides of this. I'm going to be given a couple pieces of advice in the next couple days, and I do not mean that in the way that I'm an expert, but what I am saying is they will help you get your business to the next level if that's what you're looking to do. This is the Anthony S. You aren't alone. Hope you're all doing well. Talk to you all soon.